Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right then. Um, so today, uh, it being a school strike day, yeah. we've got the house is just full of children. Just the house is just full of children. Uh, um, so uh, we've got we've got Kitty here, and we've got. Um, oh no! People I was going to not name him. Oh, right, sorry. Can we name him? No, I cannot name him. We'll find out whether or not... Either Neil will put a bird song over his son's name yeah. and people will think his son is called Tweet, 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 Tweet. Yeah, exactly. Or, 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 yes, he's here having a lovely time. Kitty's having a lovely time. Sam, it turns out, that this is who was at a private school, you pay all that money, you get one extra day of school. Mm. What, what value? Not mm. really. But the thing is, there's two strike days. We had an inset day as well on, was that Monday? Yeah. You just thought, that's three days. Just stick it on the end, stick it all on the end of term. Give us a slightly longer summer holiday. That is just not, yeah. The, yeah. School term yes. bleeds out practically into August, and they just take these little. Mm. Anyway, really, really support the teacher strikes. Clearly, they wouldn't strike if they didn't have um, major issues to to address. Um, but you know, you could once you're striking and the school's closed, yeah, you could get together and discuss do, do whatever the hell it is you do on your, <laughs> your inset days. Nobody knows. So, I thought, look, what do you think? Do you think, do you think, talk about the, the cricket? I've had good feedback about our cricket chats. Have um, we had cricket chats? Yeah. Uh, I, we had a, a basketball one. Feedback I said from? So, I, well, I don't, I, mean, I haven't got any names, but I've got, I've got, I've had some feedback on email, on Instagram about people are enjoying, you know, cricket chat. I think cricket is a thing that people feel a little bit excluded from and I think when people talk about cricket in an accessible way they quite like it because they feel like it's sort of you know it's like it's like how I sort of can't bear football but I like reading Henry Winter about football because why, he makes football interesting. Why do you say people feel excluded from cricket? That's just an interesting... Because of all the weird language and crazy rules? Not because of all the horrid rich white people. It's just uh, interesting that you... I think I it was that, mostly rich white people telling me that they were enjoying <laughs> the cricket chats. You no, know? it would have been. No, because that's just that's separate. We're going to talk about cheating Aussie bastards. Uh, Which has been a surprisingly divisive topic. Not, not for English people. <laughs> There's a division between no, English. I feel really conflicted about it. Really, well, I no, do. but I'm saying coming back, it's interesting you say people feel excluded because the big story going into this, which has got kind of forgotten. There was a report commissioned by the ECB in the wake of... Black Lives Matter. So it's been, so it's, it's taken a long time. To well, insofar as the whole world is in the wake yeah, of Black absolutely. Lives Matter, everything yeah. went bonkers, and the particularly fragile organisations, particularly worried about how they're perceived after Black Lives Matter, obviously went at the BBC and stuff, and English cricket, which is endlessly worrying about itself. Yeah. They said, oh, we'll drop the Eton and Harrow game, we'll drop the, uh-huh, the Oxford yeah, Cambridge yeah. game, we must fill the place with women, we must, you know, c- cricket has been trying to 
create access routes for kids who are less privileged and don't do it in school for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of ongoing to cricket. But anyway, they had they had their report and tensions were running high about it generally. And Absolutely, yes, yeah. there is a feeling there is a feeling of exclusion. No, why not? I mean, there is no there's no you know it's good for organisations to look into themselves. My feelings about the report in the end were yeah nobody wants to have racism anywhere. It's good for everything if you have access. The great the horror the shock horror that kids from poorer backgrounds and uh, ethnic minorities were not making it through into the ranks of county cricket. Yes, cricket would be better off for being diverse. Who wouldn't be? But the reason is not because cricket is exclusionary. The reason is because there is no career path. The reason is all cricket offers you is hard work and travelling around the country, earning 25 to 35k as a starting salary, Mm -hmm. getting up to about 40, 45, and that's it. And if you are a a disadvantaged child, or not disadvantaged, a working class kid or a black kid or a South Asian kid with supreme sporting gifts, football offers thousands and thousands of jobs where you earn huge salaries and the potential hundreds and hundreds of jobs where you become a millionaire. Mm. And cricket offers four jobs. Ben Stokes might be a millionaire and Joe Root, but otherwise you're a supremely gifted sporting kid from a background that is not typical for cricket. You, why would you go into cricket? You mm. can make it attractive by there being vast amounts of money and there never will be because that not that many people are interested in watching it. So it's a bit silly cricket beating itself up. I think that in the end, mm. no one cares that there aren't any, uh, there aren't many uh, black croquet players or, or, or rowers or yachtsmen or bad, badminton. Maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Mm. But I mean, it's just that it's sporting gifts going certain directions. Yeah, um, it is also, it's, just, it's superficial and it's how things look and cricket does look to a lot of people a bit sort of posh and, and exclusive. Anyway, that's not, that's, moving on from that, what is the interesting thing I mean, even people who are not interested in cricket, I think, may have come across the uh, the, the, the the stumping of Johnny Bairstow. It's all too complicated and boring. A gentleman okay. wouldn't have done it. Almost oh, nobody would have done it. I'm nobody so, would have, I, only an Australian no, would have no, done no, that. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, I, sorry. And this he is, thought... No, 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 no. This is professional cricket. This is a professional game. They were absolutely... I think they were... Into, I love my country. I'm a patriot. I love Johnny Bairstow. I think they were totally entitled to do that. What, just like Diego Maradona was perfectly entitled to score with his hand in the 1986 World Cup? But that's not... You just said, within the the law of the game, they were entitled to do that. It just wasn't in the spirit of the game, because they're Australian. And that's because he's a cheating fucking RG, Maradona, and the Aussies are the RGs of cricket. Oh, God. If you're going to understand this completely not racist or xenophobic sport... (laughs) You're going to have to get you some have to, of the you have to get your basic ground rules. Australians cheat. England tried to win by bowling loads of bouncers. Now, when the West Indies tried to win by bowling lots of bouncers in the 1980s, the cricket boards of the MCC banned bouncers because they didn't want the black men to win by bowling bouncers. Mm. Then they became less good at cricket and now the, now the white men are bowling the bouncers and that's okay. But that's yeah. because it's a totally not racist inclusionary sport. Okay, is... fine. Is there... I did say on our last podcast, I believe, I said you've probably got one cricket call. You probably allowed one. Yeah, and I did it. And you did it with baseball, which was very popular and everybody liked it. Can you do another one? I, maybe this subject is going to be dead. Because the story has, I, because the story's moved off the back pages onto the front page, because right. mm-hmm. I thought to do a questionnaire, are you a cheating Aussie bastard? <laughs> uh, and I would do a sort of selection of questions drawn from the real world. Okay. So it's like, you've gone to the pub. I want to put it in a situation that a Australian can understand. I okay. mean, the barman's undercharge you for a round of drinks. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you A, say, oh, bartender, I, I think you've undercharged me. It's another £10 and hand over the money. Do you B, say nothing? 
Or do you say, see, uh, I think you've overcharged me, give me another free beer. Right, or Something okay. like that, you know, just a questionnaire, can you think of anything? Uh, I can't, but I think that's a very, very good idea. You're doing your tax return. Yes. Yeah, and you've been paid £60,000 You've been paid year. twice by you, your be, employer. Well, that's a different one. You've been mm-hmm. paid twice by your employer, but you're doing your tax return. You've been paid £60,000. You come to the box marked income. I think I'll write £10,000. And then I only have to pay about £2,000 of tax. What about that? Do you know, it's like, um, you, it comes to, you know, the expenses section. You have had outgoings of 4000 4000 Aussie dollars, which is about £2.50. <laughs> 4000 Aussie dollars is your outgoings. I think I've put 100000 Aussie dollars as my outgoings. Then I've made a tax loss and the government will have to pay me. How about that? <laughs> the thing is that your your uh, thing about Australia is, is because, you, because you're not... Because before in the old days you were not... English, you were European. You have no, what? you have no. Are sense you of my immigrant family? Yes, I am. That's very racist. It isn't. But I'm one of, I am one of the very few Ashkenazi, Polish, Slovakian left arm spinners in the world. You are, and the thing is, but you have no kind of English guilt about exporting all criminals to Australia. You so you have no kind of like I feel a little bit guilty about exporting lots of criminals. Oh, to you Australia. feel personally culpable? Tiny in... bit, yeah. I think we probably probably were involved seeing as my family are from Kent. Although your family were involved in being deported though, not, not deporting That's true, anybody. some of them were deported. They literally yeah. were, they, he comes from, your old man comes from literally Magwitch land, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, he yeah. on the hulks. He was the one who yeah. swam ashore and became an academic. No, I think All the, the others other... went to <laughs> fucking swam Tasmania. Ashore and became... <laughs> no, I think they were probably responsible for heaving them onto carts and like taking them to the hulks. Probably. So so are you a cheating Aussie bastard? Yes, I think. Questionnaire. <laughs> take the quiz. <laughs> um, do you take, take the quiz. Okay, you're, staying, right. you're staying in a holiday rental in the Cotswolds, okay? Right. You've just smashed smashed a mean vase you know do you try and glue it together and pretend it didn't happen do you sweep all the pieces into a cupboard do you fess up and pay the difference that is very classic or or d what's a ming vase yes you can get you can get in quite a lot of quite fine moral uh quandaries in there it looks like back from the library do you take it in and pay the fine do you leave it on the doorstep how do you dare tell your mates you read a book Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Mark Zuckerberg's threads. You say, you say, you say someone says threads, I immediately think thread worm. So, but then, so, that, so people say threads. So yeah, the thing that Twitter is dead, that's the thing that's been going on for about a week and you've been predicting forever. Oh, for ages, yeah. I've been predicting the death of Twitter for a long time. I came off Twitter, I made you come off Twitter. I, I think that the whole Twitter thing was going to be over quite soon. It's come to an end quicker than I thought it would. People say, people are saying Elon Musk uh, he's supposed to be a clever guy, but for some reason he's completely mismanaging Twitter. No, Elon Musk is running Twitter into the ground because he wants to own the liberals. It's death by a thousand cuts. It is on purpose. He is not trying to say. You think Twitter. maybe he, he, what, he was so pissed off with Twitter, sort yes. of saying mean things about him? Yeah. He buried 44 billion in yes, it? Yes, I believe that. I do believe that. I'm delighted because Twitter was catastrophic for me. You know, I had all these out, outlets that I could to vent my rage and spleen with, with certain uh, checks and balances, you know. Yeah. And then Twitter came along, and for ages it was fun. Then I started to get accused of terrible, terrible things which weren't true, then I became much more antagonistic towards Twitter. Mm. I started to hate certain individuals disproportionately and I had to leave and I feel like I lost work or my career took a brief downturn and stuff. Here, I mean, look, here I am back at my kitchen table chatting shit with my wife, so I'm Mm. not cancelled, but it was fucking terrible and I'm delighted it's down. 
how do I, how, I wonder how I feel, but mostly I'm happy because uh, the people that are, who hate me most are the ones who are most upset about Twitter. Yes, so that, that's I, I mean, want... I'm pleased that Twitter's gone because I think Twitter is, is one of the most destructive forces in the, modern, in the modern world. Not because, not necessarily because of you. I left Twitter because a woman who had been raped by a load of soldiers in a, on a Greek island, the name of which now escapes me, they people doxed her, that which means they they revealed where she lived and her phone number and her address and stuff. This woman who had been, you know, had had this terrible thing happen to her. People who didn't believe her story revealed where she lived and her email address and her telephone number online. And I thought that is end time. Well, I had a, I had a contretemps on, on Twitter and they put my address up and people came round here and graffitied the house because uh, yes, when they, you were conveniently away and I had to deal with it. So that was an and extra they reason. Left why dog I shit hated. and stuff because they could find it on Twitter. Yes. And it's a place where the people they some of the people who are on it think that they get to get round the uh, heritage media or the what is it Trump calls it. Uh, mainstream. mainstream, the mainstream, mainstream media, exactly. Uh, they think they can get around it, but the, but the fact is they set up this horrible alternative anyway, and it's dead, and it's fucking. I'm just delighted, just as I was when certain leftist publications closed recently because there was mm. no interest in them particularly. Twitter and that kind of toxic, like quote unquote, beef mentality, which we've seen play out in such a stupid, time wasting way with Catherine Burblesing and Jeff Phillips in the last week. That would, that, what a massive waste of time for everybody concerned and both of them, and it would never have happened if Twitter didn't exist. And uh, looking at it initially, it's difficult. With it, we could segue into the Jess Phillips and Catherine Burbles thing, whether they would move it on, take it on to threads. But it's really sad because they're both uh, really sort of committed people who do they're their work. They're grown-up, serious they women, and they're just yeah. having stupid And Jess vibes. Phillips, I basically admire and is broadly sort of marvellous. She is disliked intensely by the Corbynite Momentum people because... She is not really a Blairite. She's a sort of nailed-on proper working-class woman who stands up for mainly it's domestic abuse is her big thing. So they want this. She she should be on their side, but she's the wrong sort of. And that, but then the Burble Singh has done this did this weird thing of saying that she was racist and taking very much the very leftist approach, the post BLM approach that the mad left take because Jess Phillips didn't refer to her race once. And Burble Singh is saying, but she's only said those things because I am. Mm -hmm. And then Burble Singh made a handful, because she was so angry, made a handful of typos. Did she? Uh, and failures to understand she, that she's now, she's constantly apologising. You know, she did this thing, she, she said, and one of the things that, uh, that um, Jess Phillips said about me was, she ain't no Asian, yeah? But Jess Phillips had written, she ain't no Aslan. And was referring to the Lion and Witch in the wardrobe. And Catherine Burblesing was so annoyed that yeah. she read Aslan as Asian. Right. And accused her of saying... And then once you've said that, once Burblesing, who we admire and like, has said that, you would think, fuck, you've, that's, mm. that's almost everything else you say could be sort of not true. And she's had to go back and say, well, I'm sorry about this thing and this thing, but that still stands. Oh. And they have ended up like looking yeah. like two 12-year-olds. So childish. It's so stupid and childish. When Burble Singh wrote to Keir Starmer, yeah. she could have just written to Keir Starmer. Mm -hmm. Not written to Keir Starmer and posted it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Four-page thing. Twitter, sends, Twitter's, Twitter makes people massively lose perspective. And, it's, and it is damaging for absolutely everyone. I'm massively... Who cannot be massively sucked into an argument like that? Oh my God, oh my God, look at these two people having a massive meltdown. It's very compelling. And it's just really, really, really bad.
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you see that Japan have got a service for resigning from your job on your behalf? No, but hats off for going to the foreign pages again. Thank you I get much. to comment and then stop and throw the paper away and get it. Uh, tell me about it. Okay, I need uh, Monday's Times. Is that Richard Lloyd Parry still, or am I talking about the 1980s? Uh, no, it's a, it's a stringer called Tim Horniak. Good morning, Tim. I hope you're well, wherever you are. For many people, telling your boss you are quitting is a dream come true. But in Japan, where loyalty to employers is prized, giving notice can lead to feelings of guilt and even bullying by superiors. Okie dokie. So in uh, Japan, there is an emerging breed of professionals who can help you resign from your job. No, that is a brilliant idea for a column. Yeah. So dear... No, so you. So what, what you're going to do is resign... Four people. Four no, famous people. Oh, I see. Oh, resign. you won't know who I'm talking about until you get to the end of the letter. Love, love from... The president of the B, MCC. B Stokes or whatever. Well, yeah, exactly. Love from Jay Bairstow or, or whatever. Like people who are like aggrieved, like have a genuine grievance, but you are resigning on their behalf. The only problem is... Who are you going to resign on the behalf of and to whom? You could resign on the behalf of historical characters. So, for example... Um, dear Henry VIII. Dear, dear Shakespeare, I am sick of writing in your, your play. shadowy and I am going to tell you with two A, fuck it off. What is the name of the person who's supposed to write all his plays for him? Kit. Francis Bacon. Francis Bacon and... Christopher Marlowe Christopher Kit Marlowe. Did, but didn't he write some of them? Anyway, no, you could do he that. He wrote his own place. But yes, I know what you're saying. Um, uh, the, 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 you know, the Earl of Oxford, Edward de Vere. Yes, exactly. Um, very, very dear people. Will. Isn't this sort of dear Rishi, fuck off yours, Jacob Rees-Mogg? Maybe, yeah. That sort of thing. But you have to put, but you have to like write in his, you have to do it kind of in his voice because that's how, that's why it's funny, no? Except that would be funny because that wouldn't be what Jacob Rees-Mogg would say. True. Um, I've insulted Erskine May. As as Lord Salisbury said in 1862, in accordance with yeah no, Uh, yeah funny. That's quite a funny idea. Okay, so that's Um, that's my idea. uh, So what what else did I have? uh, The Daily Mail says scrolling your phone with your finger makes you look old. 
other things that things that actually make you. No, happy. I quite like that. Why? Is... Do you like that? Okay, so Daily Mail today. Uh, one of you, to, one of you find the story. Make sure to because that's how old people do it. Yeah. Where, where, where are you saying this? Page you, five. Page five. Scroll with my finger. I look like an old person. Because um, there is, because young people hold it in the thing and both yeah. use two thumbs to type. Don't yeah, like, they? like me. It's like my mother when she uses a remote control for the uh -huh. TV has always, she holds it in her hand like, a, like a tray thing. of tea. Yeah. And then with the other hand from a great height sort of, <laughs> you know, pops up and down. Do you think that's how she used to do the anaesthetic machine? Up, down, exactly. more or less. Youngsters refuse to scroll on their phone with their fingers to avoid looking like their grandparents. No, gra our grandparents used to use a Blackberry. You scroll from the side. Oh, grandparents and their Blackberries. Um, I remember someone, a young person, noting that I was using it in that way. Uh, you, you, noting that I was holding it in my hand and doing it with a finger. And saying, well, at least you haven't got it in one of those pouches and yes. literally sort of uh, shuddering you know people even older than us so i guess yes. boomers they have it in a sort of leather holder and they mm. flip open the top of it yes. they want it to look like a filofax which is really new and cool <laughs> uh, and they flip over the top of it and then sort of no but on the inside they've got all their credit cards yes and then they sort of flip it open and then and, and sort then of bits of no, bits of paper and their and all their bank passwords written down in huge letters with a felt tip exactly exactly and then they put their glasses on and then sort of pick down at the phone and sort of <laughs> where things gonna... where it's one word per screen <laughs> uh okay i don't know look how many sugar warning columns can the world really take have you read page three of the mail well yeah obviously oh, katie but... bolter did she stay on did she did she who who well there's precious little reason to watch wimbledon these days isn't there is there is there i don't know why i like wimbledon on the telly Go no, into wimbledon name three people playing in it uh, three of them just uh, name three players who are playing um give you a million pounds andy murray andy murray is playing venus williams isn't playing because she fell over and hurt her ankle um come on name someone else from that's a fucking cricketer. Is He's it? the all-rounder. Six foot someone? eight, really good at catching. Someone, Ooh, the, the English bloke who got to the semi-finals of no, Wimbledon. No, the Spanish guy. Yes, he gets the Spanish guy. There is, there's several Russians. But <laughs> it's like, the who? Who's playing at there's Wimbledon? There's an amazing Spanish guy. Who? Um, Anna Kornikova. No. <laughs> Michael Chang. I know these Michael are... <laughs> Chang is 98 years old. Um, I still think of him as new. I still think, yeah, me too. Only the other day, he took Connors to five sets. <laughs> Um, yes, it's. Um, uh, the, the, I, did, I loved Michael Chang. He was incredibly cool. It was so boring. He was. No, I, I loved him. He was just back at the court. I know, bonk, bonk, I know, bonk, but he had bonk, great bonk, legs bonk, and he bonk. was very reliable to watch. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, so the answer is Djokovic is playing. Oh, is that quote. old man. Yeah. yeah, and then who knows? I just I don't, don't know. know. You're thinking of Cameron Norrie, who no one really cares about. No, He's a well, I do. Canadian pretend Englishman like Greg Luganis. No, he was a diver. Rzezki. Rzezki, yeah. Anyway, so Wimbledon fuck off, except Katie Bolter. I say again, look, this is rubbish. Uh, Wimbledon. <laughs> what, what was what were we going to say about Wimbledon? Why don't you say? Why don't I was you looking say, for a Wimbledon. Why don't you say? Wait, 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 wait. Why don't you say all sporting fixtures are better watched at home? Boring. Oh. Um, how about the Debrett's Guides to EVs, page eleven of the map. The EV thing. Do you? Are, do you ever think that maybe it you was all were the tipping point for EVs? Now that Nadine Dorries yeah. wrote a piece in the Mail on Tuesday saying I gave back my electric car after five thousand miles, and I thought, oh God, if I, I really, I think I really did do it. I, I think, think I started. I think, I think yeah. when the Maldives goes underwater, it's going to be my thing. There is, there is always a slim chance as a journalist that you will genuinely cause a company to totally collapse. Yeah. 
Well, then we... By accident. Okay, the Debrett's Guide to Good EV Etiquette. Right. Debrett's, the traditional guide to protocol manners and dress codes, has set its sight on the thoroughly modern electric vehicle etiquette. Charter gives tips on the polite way to charge your car when visiting friends. Advice on how to queue when waiting for a public charging bay and whether it's okay to unplug other vehicles at charge points. God, the Brits are so desperate, isn't it? It is desperate. Okay, so is it too desperate to merit a story? So I could either do the EV problems, you know, is it okay when your car comes out in the middle of the nowhere to bang your head against a lamppost? <laughs> to call 999. To threaten in a petrol station to take all your clothes off and run around naked weeing unless somebody <laughs> gives you somewhere to charge your car because you've been waiting for nine fucking hours. No, not acceptable. I... The only acceptable way. Is that okay? Or, or alternatively to go, some other things Debrett's could give us some etiquette for in the modern world. Use it yeah. as a peg for modern Debrett. I mean, like, yeah, modern Debrett's. I mean, does one want to give, give like, those What are the other interesting atten- scenarios that we could do Debrett's is constantly bringing... Debrett's in sort of... The Debrett's Guide to Being Debrett's. Stop fucking going on about <laughs> it all the time. Would be quite good. The Debrett's Guide to Shutting the Fuck Up, Closing Your Stupid Book, Accepting That There Aren't Any Accepting Poppies. that you are over and totally irrelevant. Yeah. Stop it. Although the things that papers do, they just love Debrett's. And the things they just do... How the hell do they making any money? It's, it's like, like every year they... What got, is their business model these what? days, Debrett's? Getting a tenner from the, the Daily Mail diary for coming up with a new thing. Yes, I suppose so. Yeah, exactly. Are there things that, you know... I, I could write fuck off Debrett's, we've had enough of you. There's no such thing as etiquette anymore... The uh, Brett's Guide to Cheating at Cricket. The Debrett's Guide to Being a Cheating Aussie Bastard. <laughs> but for the record, I don't think they cheated. I just want to say that again. The, I think that's... If, if at some point I could get the joke in, the Debrett's Guide to Being a Cheating Aussie Bastard is quite good. Yeah. Uh, puppy Yoga. Times. Today. Can I just... Pop, you look nice on the front of the paper. Buddy. Thank you. That's Well, that's a new set of... There's a new... I had to... The front of the Times is a picture of my wife and it says, seven rules to save a marriage. But I have have And why I'm not bothering to follow them. I have old sets of pictures which are all hideous and new sets of pictures which are slightly better. And they keep, the Times, who I love above all things, keep using the old pictures of me. And I have to write a really humiliating email to the picture editor saying, can you please not use that picture anymore? Because I've just had a baby and I've got no makeup on. And I just don't feel like it's representative of my actual face. And so they use this one that you like? Yeah, that's all right. I was amazed when the paper flopped on the doormat and I looked down and it said, Esther Walker's hot tits. And then, it says hot tips. And then it says hot tips. Oh, yeah. right. Which is only a tiny bit better if, you can, if you've got a visual imagination. A hot tip for a marriage. Yeah. The story, that, the story that pertains to, which is that Andrew, Andrew Buckland and his wife Amy Nussel split up briefly because he, he just had a midlife crisis and ran off with a co-star and then came back. It's, it's massive. It's everywhere, that story. It was on the front page of The Sun, the seven, the seven tips for, you know, renegotiating your marriage or mm-hmm. whatever. And then we've done it. The male's done it. Everyone, T2, I mean, everyone's done it. It's crazy. Latest yoga trend can put puppies in danger. Animal, I mean, really, it is animal welfare experts have said that yeah. the wellness trend of puppy yoga. Had you heard of it? No, but the, but, the, but they, I do think there's a piece to be done about this, the idiocy of anthropomorphizing your pet. Well, it, uh, yes, but that's, forgetting that's, that it is a dog or a cat. But it's not your pet. It's not. It's, it's a, you go to a yoga place which has puppies and you do poses holding puppies. The RSPCA, no. the Kennel Club, da da da. Treatment of dogs as young as six and a half weeks was worrying and unnatural. Investigators showed that dogs were working long hours and not allowed to leave hot studios. Puppy yoga is popular with social media influences. It involves puppies roaming around the room to different mats and being used in yoga poses. Oh my God, this is horrific. Is this in this country? Yeah, yeah. People are t- it, sounds, it sounds like Japan, doesn't it? It sounds like it's really nutty. Well, no, it just sounds 
People like attending are told it will benefit their mental health and it benefits the puppies through socialising. Puppy yoga's popularity has increased since it was on that is not how you Made in Chelsea and the only way is Essex. 20, people think that people... There are 25 companies advertising classes across the UK for up to... Blah, blah, ITV reporters attended Puppy Yoga Essex and the class hosted by... So, yeah. Well, people misunderstand what is meant by socialising a puppy. That's not... Socialising a puppy doesn't mean take it to a cocktail but this is party these fucking introduce it to... These ridiculous... Yeah. Uh, these ridiculous uh, uh, Gen, Gen X, Gen Zers with their, with their sort of deracinated need for, for sort of non-human love. Well, yes, well, exactly. The whole point, the whole point of the, the, the rise of animals and, and pets and the kind of... This sort of slavish... Thing of like trying to turn pets into people is because people have totally forgotten about how you negotiate with other human beings. So they're about to ban our fun and stop puppy yoga. 49 other things, pastimes to do with a puppy. Puppy cricket, take hold of it, wait for Johnny Bear so to leave his crease, then whip the bales off. With the puppy. With the puppy. Yeah. Um, you know, puppy tennis, puppy baseball. I think there's a piece to be done about this, but I'm not sure it's 99 other things to do with the puppy. What? Trigger warnings. Patriot of the Times... They're going to, uh, I think, as a fest- Chichester Music Festival, they're putting on uh, The Sound of Music. They've issued a trigger warning to say this involves Nazis. Well, I think trigger warnings is certainly a subject you've covered before, not for a long time, because obviously trigger warnings have been around for, for ages. That's not to say that you can't revisit it, but the question is how and how is it going to be new? One sec. <coughs> trigger warning to this podcast may contain coffee. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I've been coughing a lot less recently. You have been coughing less. It's sort of more annoying because I'm not expecting it. Okay. Why don't you write your list seven list of seven marriage rules? Don't cough. That's just it, really. Wear sexy it? underwear. Don't cough. Wear matching underwear. Put out. Probably it. You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. To find out what I wrote about in the end, pick up a copy of the paper or treat yourselves to a digital subscription.